0: Hi, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Music is Everything. This is the podcast where I take an idea about music, a belief, a philosophy, an opinion, a fact uh, that uh, comes to mind, that I'm passionate about, related to music, and I connect it with things in real life. If you like this podcast or my other podcast or the recorded or live music here on this site, please take a moment to subscribe. It would mean a lot to me. It only takes a second and uh, I like to grow the family. And more so if you think someone else would like something that you've seen, please take a moment to copy and paste either the link to the video or to the entire page here. The YouTube page, music is not a genre, it's everything. Uh, and let them know that I exist and who I am and what I do and, uh, and that there is something there for them as there is something for you. Uh, and it's something we can all share and talk about. I uh, appreciate that. I appreciate your time, as always. Uh, housekeeping note, uh, if you saw my Thursday podcast, you will know that I do not have a monitor this week because we are removing moving into our current space. Yikes and yay. Uh, so I will be using the good old-fashioned printed word, um, the text that you see below. Uh, because as you know, each week I read verbatim what I've written in this podcast, and then I talk uh, off the cuff about it, which I hope you will join me in uh, after you've seen this. So this week's topic, the tyranny of the many, when the majority rules everything, more than everything is lost. Common, Gael. The White Stripes, the Hives. Beck, Wreck. If you've heard of any of these artists, chances are it's the first of each pair. And while there are many varied reasons why that might be the case from forces, both uh, internal and external, subjective and objective, There's one main reason that all of them share. Commerce, politics, and even social constructs all run by majority rules. The more popular and profitable something is, the more popularity and profit it amasses. The bigger something is, the bigger it gets. There's very little concession made or attention given to those things and people who control and consume a smaller piece of the various pies. In music, this rule, which I call the tyranny of the many manifests in a couple of ways. The most obvious is that artists who aren't as popular and don't have as much money, power, to determine their own destinies have always naturally been lesser known, obscure, even completely unknown. The other is that bands whose careers did once skyrocket to fame often end up toiling the rest of their careers in relative obscurity paid attention to by only the most loyal fans. The result in each case is that Attention and resources are distributed so wildly unevenly that the artists who make money and headlines are awarded more of both, and the artists who don't have to struggle for every penny and every scrap of recognition. So whose fault is this? Everyone's. We are all guilty. The music companies the streaming services and radio stations, the distributors, the advertisers, the media, and yes, the fans. We all discriminate, sometimes deliberately, more often without even knowing it. We're all lazy and scared. We cling to the safe and comfortable and assume anything outside of that bubble is in some way worse and in all ways not worth our time, attention, or dollars. I'm including myself in this. And it's no conspiracy. It's happening openly and in plain sight. Companies and streaming services and distributors and advertisers deliberately choose to dedicate disproportionate resources to the already successful or acts who are enough like the already successful to cash in on a trend. Why wouldn't they? It makes them easy money, though not as much as they could be making if their resources were more evenly distributed. The media chooses to cover the hot artists to the almost complete exclusion of anyone else, and why wouldn't they? We the fans get excited by big things, big news, big successes, so we gobble up, both, we bobble up the articles and reviews and posts and content all these power players spit out. We rarely complain. There's no reason for them to change tactics because we all tacitly agree that it's the way things should be either by cooperation or silence. Yes, there are exceptions to all of these. There are smaller entities in each category who champion the obscure, who try to shine bright lights on artists who deserve more attention, who put as much money and power behind that push as they possibly can. And there are tons of fans who actively seek out lesser-known artists, who bounce out of algorithmically crafted playlists to hear what else is out there, who consciously or not are bored of the sameness the power players present us. For all of these champions of the lesser-known, it's an uphill battle, one that's been waged since forever. But things are way weirder now. In every facet of the world, things and people are factionalized to a harmful degree. Ideas and people are categorized beyond direct connection to anything or anyone else. The people with more power and money find it easier and easier to get even more power and money. The so-called natural disproportion between the haves and have-nots is at an all-time high whether it's money or work or food or living conditions or health or politics or intellectualism or art, there are giant chunks that are atrophying from neglect while the power mongers suck up the whole rest of the world. Which is exactly why more organizations and thought leaders and people are fighting back. We're getting sick of being ignored, marginalized, mistreated, abandoned. We're getting sick of losing more of everything all the time. We're getting sick of hearing the same voices shout the same hate with the same results. We're getting sick of seeing the same actors, reading the same books, hearing the same songs by the same creators. We're creating our own version of the world. We're telling the world the story it needs to hear. We're fighting factionalization, with equalization. We're finding ways to be both individually our fullest selves and more fully connected all at once. Our efforts haven't destroyed or dismantled the tyrannical power structure of the many, and may never will, but they force attention. They force change. And even the smallest change adds up. Sometimes when I write something, I'm feeling it as I write it. it. Comes from here, comes from here. When I read it, I you know I feel it even more. And one of the reasons why I discuss it differently and you know uh, tangentially or, or you know directly afterwards is because uh, I, it sparks other thoughts or other feelings. I can't necessarily think of anything, or it just doesn't fit into the body of the text, you know, as written, right? Um, and You know, this one ties into so many of the other things that I discuss, so you know that it's kind of central to me, that idea of anything to me that goes against connection between people and between things, too, and between ideas is something that I can't stand. Division. I can't stand division stand the the peop, the any anyone or any organization any thought any any uh, ideology that seeks to divide is something that i have no i have no time for i mean i i i I try to understand it so I understand kind of what I'm fighting against and hopefully we're fighting against but you get you get you know you get what i'm saying and and yes like I said this has been happening you know since forever um uh some examples of things that I've read recently right so We know, if you know classical music, you've heard of the virtuoso violinist Paganini. Uh, Have you heard of George Bridgetower? Um, I read an article recently uh, that he was a good friend of Beethoven's, even inspired Beethoven in some cases. But because he was of mixed race and for probably very many other reasons, he uh, died in obscurity. And it's only, you know, the light's being shed on him. Now, not the first time, but the first time I'm hearing of it. So, you know, uh, that's kind of how it works. Uh, and that's what we hope, that things are mentioned more. And Why do things need to be mentioned more loudly and more often? Because those are the things, you know, we all pay attention to. And um, among the barrage of everything else, you know, we're not at fault for missing certain things because they're just not out there as much. Uh, but hopefully the more they're out there, the greater chance there is that more people... In different ways at different times, we'll catch on to it. We'll hear about it, you know. Uh, another great example we've heard of Chuck Berry, if you know rock and old rock and roll, right? But what about Sister Rosetta Tharp? Uh, uh, Catherine just uh, showed me a video of her. Uh, she has been called the godmother of rock and roll. I never heard of her. I might have heard of her once and forgot about her. Why does that have to be that way? Well, again, so many reasons. And yes, a lot of these reasons aren't just related to the idea that businesses think that the only way to make more money is by banking on the things that already make money, which is really dumb, limiting, dumb, it's dumb. It's dumb on a business level. So you people out there who are into, into business or um, who believe that somehow supply side in any form makes sense, you know, the trickle-down and all that shit are dumb. And I know that's not a very smart way to say that I disagree with with your philosophy. I'd be happy to discuss it in more detail in a non-music setting. But I think a good kind of general summation of what I believe is that it's dumb. Uh, and I, you know, it, it, it stymies me, honestly. Uh, I mean, I you know, I get on the surface why... Short-term gain seems like the right idea, but that's also dumb. So, anyway, yeah, there are I, there are factors other than money. There's race, you know, and and many other ways that you know that people are uh, marginalized and you know grouped together so that this group can be made separate from that group and you know that kind of thing. The, the, you know, the them and us kind of mentality. Uh, but it's all kind of a part of the same thing, again, which is division, which is short-sightedness, really, um, both in social sense, you know, and in a monetary sense. And, and you know, if that's – hopefully if the social you don't get doesn't matter to you, why don't you try out the monetary idea of, you know, more people knowing more about more things and see how much better, you know, even your income is, right? So that was a little mini rant. Um, and yeah, so the other thing is we are, we are at fault. We are at fault. I'm at fault. There there are times where I just, I just need the comfort food or I need the thing that I'm told, well, I'm a, you know, relatively white fella who should like, you know, this certain type of music. Um, but all of us, all of us have other likes that aren't part of our demographic and, that's not just a trivial thing. I think that is vital. It's vital. And I think part of the reason why we may think of it as trivial or dismiss it or think of it as, oh, it's a weird like or it's something that's not part of my identity, which is bullshit, is because we're conditioned to. We are conditioned by all of those forces that I mentioned, the media and the in, you know industry and all of that, to, to believe, uh, to, to only look for the things that we are told match who we are, you know, which... Fuck you to the people and the things in the world that tell us who we are, because only we should be able to tell us who we are, right? Um, so, you know, it's it's a kind of a two-way street as far as why this is happening. Uh, that's true for all the social issues in the world, too. I mean, in some cases, especially we're dealing with a lot of, you know, race issues and Black Lives Matter and things like that right now, the, the overwhelming oppression that has happened time and time again, systemic and individual, and in, 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 in so many ways, uh, is is I think the the greatest, the absolute greatest driving factor as to why is systemic racism exists, and 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 uh, you know, people who do not have as much, who are who do not have as many opportunities, uh, you know, are living the lives that they're living. I think that is the absolute greatest reason by far. You know, so. Um, you can pretty much pick any, any social issue and you will find, you know, some type of marginalization, factionalization, division, stuff like that. So, it, you know, it's not something that uh, is relegated to any one topic at all. And it's something that, you know, again, connection is everywhere. And if we see that this philosophy works for one thing as maybe not central to many people's lives as music or art, it can work in other ways too. That's partly the function of art is to show that, right? And I'm not discounting that, you know, some artists uh, just frankly work harder, want it more. You know, Catherine says this all the time, that there are artists who they're, that what they really want is the absolute height of success and fame and, or the absolute height of artistic expression and all of that stuff. And there are other artists who just want to work for a living, you know, who want to make a decent living, who want to do fairly well. And that is a factor. But in this day and age where the you know income disparity is the worst it's ever been, that, that to me should not be near as, the, as much of a factor as it is. I know so many musicians who have full and rich lives, who do amazing music. And who just want to live their lives and make a living at the same time, who can't fucking do that because the resources are being gobbled up or Spotify, you know, gives you a hundredth of a cent or whatever it is per stream, which is disgusting, you know, things like that. Whereas these people who not everybody needs to be at the height of fame and, and, and artistic expression and, you know, and all of that and money, they, they, they deserve to make a living, to just be able to make a living. They, there should be more proportion in how uh, both money and recognition are distributed or allotted um, and how our attention, you know, coming from our side, there should be more proportion to that, too. And it's out there, you know, there like I said, media companies and smaller companies, who you know, who are trying to really get the word out there that there's more to this world than what is being blasted in your face all the time. And um You know, our job, it's up to us to seek that out. It's up to us to be open to it. It's up to us to kind of, you know, scroll away from the the standard memes and things like that and see what else is there that's not being thrown in our face that might be a little quieter, maybe because that's how it's expressed, or maybe just because it doesn't, you know, it's not being given the platform to be louder, you know, And, and for us to make it louder, to amplify it by sharing, by connecting, by sharing, by connecting, by sharing, by connecting. By subscribing. Um, and so what spurred all this? Uh, I was listening to, uh, I was talking to Catherine about some music blah 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 and I was making a playlist on a ride home from seeing family and I wondered what an old band that I like was up to. It's this band called The Future Heads, British band that came out a little over ten years ago, a little more than that even, but be, you know became popular about ten years ago and then kind of faded for various reasons. But I looked them up and they're still out there. They put an album out last year that I didn't know existed. Shame on me, first of all, for not looking for it, but really shame on the entire fucking industry for allowing bands who have done their work and put in their time and, and, and effort to you know, have to be you know, out of the spotlight to such a degree that you don't even know that they exist anymore. Did you know that um, uh, A Tribe Called Quest is still out there performing. Arrested Development, the band, not the TV show, is still out there performing and making albums. You know, things like that. A lot of the bands from the early 90s that were kind of second tier grunge bands and the other, you know, pop punk bands, they're still out there, you know, touring. Well, not now, but, you know, and they're making albums and thing and things like that. And no, not everybody has to know about everything. But if you were even a partial fan of one of these bands or artists, why shouldn't you now just know that they're still out there? They're still working. They're not getting press. They're not. They're not. You know. They're. They're. You know. A lot of them are actually making a decent living because they fall under the category of people who had careers. You know, who can still bank on them to some degree through very hard work. Um, but they should be, you know, people should be, uh, some of these, I listen to new albums and I'm like, oh my God, it's as good as what was popular by them. Why don't more people know about it? It's not just the time and trends have moved on. There's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. And then there are those artists like Rec. Like um, Gael, I mentioned who aren 't you know very well known at all, very obscure in many cases, uh, but should be getting more recognition. Uh, my uh, cousin, Jim Castelli, does eclectic, just intricate, great music, often often very humorous and but just very intelligent and and well crafted music. Uh, a good friend of mine, Daniel Cousins, who goes under the name Daniel Seven does amazing kind of, uh, he calls it progressive pop. It's got a very techno, uh, you know, bent to it. And uh, I love his voice. I, I think his production is amazing. And these, you know, um, we are all people who have had some level of career, but our proportion of of the career that we maybe could have had if things were more equitable has 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 actually diminished instead of increased. And that's part of the, you know, uh, deregulation of the world, let's say, uh, factionalization and the tyranny of the many. And that's, that's, that's my talk for this week. Hope you enjoyed it, or I hope you hated it and really want to rant at me. Either way, please comment. Conversation means everything. Connection means everything. It's all for me about music and conversation and connection. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for clicking, sharing, reading, subscribing, and I will see you next week.